This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Plant School. Today we will be talking about variegation in indoor plants. <laughs> variegation. Just just variegation. Vari- yeah. Variegation in indoor plants. What in the world is variegation? Oh, that reminds me, I wanted to bring you a visual. Oh well, you're just going to have to imagine it. Variegation is well. You can see that little prayer plant over there. I can see it, but our folks. We'll talk about it. Our folks in the podcast, the people on the other side of this, they can't see it. They can see it in their minds. Okay. Google prayer plant. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, what is variegation? I'll answer it for you. It is the appearance of differently colored um, zones and leaves. So, and sometimes stems, but in general, it's mostly in the leaves of plants, not just indoor plants. It can be outdoor plants as well. Um, But the reason why there are differently colored zones is that there is an absence of, they're called plastid pigments, um, and they cause a sector of the leaf or the stem to have white patches um, and it, it like varies with each plant, so sometimes it's a fringe of white around the leaf, or there's irregular dots, or spots, um, or broad panels of white, or even like a total white leaf. That, that can happen as well. And this whole variegation that we're talking about right here, it occurs very rarely in nature, surprisingly. So where do very very just variegated variegated house plants <laughs> where do they come from if it's rare in nature yeah so they can sometimes very rarely be found in the understory of tropical rainforests and that is where a lot of our variegated house plants have been sourced so like when they are found you know they will be harvested and sourced from there, either through a cutting or something of the sort. So 
They're uncommon in nature, but they're extremely common in indoor and outdoor ornamental plants because they have been saved and propagated on just a massive scale as horticultural oddities. So they look cool, so therefore they've been, you know, sourced when they've been found in nature to become something very common that we see in our stores. Um, yeah, but it's just kind of interesting. You You will not often find them out in the wild, but you will find them in your stores that sell houseplants. Hmm. So are there any kind of consequences of a leaf being variegated? Yeah, so the variegated zones, like I mentioned, they are missing um, plastic pigments. So there, there's no... Plastic? plastid with the d sorry so basically there's no chloroplast in these sections what is that chloroplast is um basically they capture light and they convert it into energy they're green little plates that are stacked up on each other and like a cellular level of course Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah, they capture the sunlight Mm -hmm. so those white areas There is no chloroplast, and so there's no photosynthesis occurring there, and because of that, they have a lower potential to fix carbon dioxide into sugars, and because of that, they tend to grow more slowly. So the consequence of having a variegated plant, if it's really variegated, there's lots of white patches, it could grow more slowly because it it can't capture as much energy as it normally could if it its leaf was entirely green. Um, and it's been suggested that some of these leaf patterns of leaf variegation kind of developed as like a defensive mechanism. And we'll, we'll talk about this a little later, but it's thought that plants kind of have this happen so that they appear to be infected by something like leaf miners, which... I don't know. To me, that sounds like some like weird <laughs> Idaho school mascot, the leaf miners. <laughs> but it's actually just a little bug that lives, you know, sort of like in between the layers of a leaf and eats the inside of a leaf. So anyways, um, variegation can kind of look like that so that leaf miners won't bother with it. So that's one of the theories of why variegation might exist in mm-hmm. some cases. Let's go leaf miners. <laughs> I know. It could totally work. <laughs> All right. So what causes plants to become variegated? Okay. So this one is kind of, I did like a, a sort of deep dive. I have a lot. Uh-oh. There's like five different reasons. Oh boy. Why they be, can, can become variegated. So buckle your seatbelts. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. The type of variegation I've kind of been talking about so far is all, it's called chimeral. All right, it looks like chimera. Chimeral? Chimeral. But it's actually pronounced chimeral. So this is basically the presence of two kinds of plant tissue like we talked about. One is green, it can do photosynthesis. The other is usually white and it can do no photosynthesis. Um, and it's caused simply by genetic mutation, um, 
and it is the most common type of variegation in houseplants. So when you are buying, a really common example would be like a pothos. Um, I think Marble Queen is one that has a lot of our variegation in it. So um, this is caused by chimeral variegation. It's just a mutation that can happen and horticulturists have taken it and preserved it and they sell it because it, it looks nice. And anyways, you can preserve this variegation by propagation. Um, and it's it's kind of a specific propagation. You can only do it with a stem cutting of the variegated piece of stem or, or the stem has leaves on it. So the stem cutting must have leaves with variegated leaves. Or you can do bud and stem grafting, which is a little more in-depth. Um, but that is also an option to keep the variegation going in the plant. Um, cuttings with complete variegation, like you have a, a completely white leaf and you want to create an albino plant, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. impossible. It, it's, I don't think anyone has ever achieved that. I don't know how a plant could survive if it had... You know, it was missing those pigments, the chloroplast that allows it to capture energy. Huh. Yeah. So one thing with variegated plants, and a lot of people who are plant people may have noticed this, you may have a plant, you know, with its white spots or, you know, white patches, and all of a sudden, some of its new leaves are solid green. You know, there's no variegation. It just happens randomly. So that... I don't know. That is a possibility when you buy a variegated plant. Okay. So what do you do if that happens? If it goes green? Yeah. Yeah, so you can you can actually kind of revert it back. Um, so to help it stay variegated, it needs more sunlight because, um, you know, the, those leaves that lack the chlorophyll, they need more energy with the pieces that are, you know, gathering energy, so it does need more sun. Um, does that make sense? Did I explain that right? Yeah, kind of. It. I. I'm. I. Uh, you don't get it. <laughs> don't get it. Yeah. Okay, so let me re-explain that because that was kind of confusing. So to keep it variegated, it's gonna need more sunlight, or else it's gonna go back to green. Um, because those green leaves are really good at capturing energy. They're all green. They have lots of chloroplast to get energy. Whereas if it's getting plenty of sunlight and it's still variegated, it can continue to be variegated because it's able to get enough sun, even though there are spots that aren't actively creating energy for the plant. Does that make more sense? Makes more sense. I'm just not... There's so many new words in there. It's I'm so to, sorry, yeah. <laughs> hard to follow. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. There are a ton of new concepts here. Uh, to me, it makes sense because this is what I think about all day. <laughs> I don't think about it all day. <laughs> but anyways, um, if your plant does produce um, just like solid green leaves, you can trim them away. Um, and hopefully the new leaves that come in will be variegated if you give them more sunlight. I would say first things first, give your variegated plant lots of sunlight so it can stay variegated. The end of that. Um, 
completely albino leaves will often drop off more quickly than like say a solid green leaf because like we talked about it's not doing much it's basically useless to the plant um yeah and if it if your plant goes back to completely green there's no more variegation in it because it's just grown out that way it's very very unlikely that you can turn it back to being variegated there's no like magic way to make that happen got it plants don't believe in magic yep exactly okay so that was all chimeral variegation there are actually in five words or yeah to stick to five words summarize, summarize chimeral, chimeral. That was a lot um okay what is it chimeral they are most common white patches due to genetic mutation and give them lots of sunlight if you want them to stay variegated. And they cause a plant to become variegated? No, chimeral is just a type of variegation. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's just a type. And so there are some other types we're going to go over. The second one is um, pigmentary. Is that how you would say that? Pigmentary. Pigmentary. But pigmentary makes it sound like a disease or it does kind of sound like a disease. Uh, You've got pigmentary. <laughs> All right. Pigmentary right. or pigmentary. We're going to go with pigmentary, even though it sounds a little disease-ish. <laughs> so this is basically the use of pigments besides green via anthocyanins. And basically that's just saying, you know how like um, th- the leaves in fall go um orange or yellow Mm -hmm. that's basically the chlora the chlorophyll being pulled back into the tree and anthocyanins are showing through they're they're just different colors they can be kind of reddish or orange or cyan no i've never (laughs) seen a blue plant (laughs) i I just figured since it has cyan in the name i know it should be blue but Anyways, so that's basically what's going on. It's just natural patterns, not mutations like the chimeral um, variegation is. So an example of that, Sam, is our little prayer plant over there. That is simply just a pigmentary type of variegation. It's not a mutation. You don't have to do anything to make it stay that way. It's just the way it is. That's just how they is. Yeah. So it can be kind of confusing. Most of the times when people say like, oh, I have this variegated plant, they're talking about chimeral. Um, But I just wanted to go over these other types just so we know. I hear people say that all the time. All the time. It bugs me how much people say that. At work with all those data analysts, they're just chatting away. Well, I hear it all the time from the lady who comes into my office and cleans my (laughs) desk all the time. That's me. Yep. Yeah she's she's annoying yeah we hate her i I love her i I love her too because it's me (laughs) um okay so third type of variegation that we're moving to is blister slash reflective variegation and this one is like it's basically little tiny air pockets form between you know the pigmented pigmented green part of the leaf and the unpigmented upper layers of the leaves. So it's kind of like a layer 
of like clear sort of skin on the top, green on the bottom, and there's an air bubble in between them. So light is reflected off of these little air pockets, giving it kind of a silvery appearance. Um, this is common in like watermelon, pepperomia. Um, pepperoni? Yeah, I know. It sounds like a pepperoni, doesn't watermelon it? Pepperoni. <laughs> no, watermelon pepperomia. Uh, um, satin pothos has this. Anthuriums have this along their veins. Alocasias have this. Philodendrons. There's quite a few plants that have this reflective variegation. Next, there's pathological. So this is like uh, viral infections that cause this um, variegated pattern to occur. What's I, up? When I hear pathological, I just think, you pathological liar. What's that from? I don't know. Just... I just feel like that's what the word is usually used with. It's <laughs> like someone who just lies a lot. Or, <laughs> Unfortunately, this isn't caused by plants pathologically lying. It's just a virus. That's the same thing. Lying and never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, never so mind. um it's just kind of like this blocky pattern that will occur. I think one of the more common, they're called mosaic viruses because they create a sort of mosaic pattern on leaves. One that's very common is the tobacco mosaic virus. Actually, cool story. Here we go. One time in lab, we all got cigarettes, which was very new for this class of young adults who, I went to BYU, Brigham Young University, and a lot of us are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We don't um, partake in any sort of like drugs or alcohol. So here we are, a professor is giving us cigarettes. Most of us have never even Not to mention it's against the one. honor code. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's against our school's honor code. Um, we didn't smoke them, but we sure. had to, <laughs> yeah, that's all we did in landscape management is smoke. Yeah. Um, smoke cigarettes. You just grew weed and smoked it. That's all you do. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, what we did, we sliced open these cigarettes, we took the tobacco out, and we created a sort of mesh with water and the tobacco leaves in there, and we scraped them into, I think it was a, was it potatoes? No, I think it was sunflowers. So you smoked a potato. No, I just said it was sunflowers. (laughs) Anyways, we scraped the tobacco kind of gently onto these sunflower leaves and it introduced the tobacco mosaic virus onto these leaves. And a couple weeks later, they had these sort of almost like dead patches all over. It looked variegated, um, but it was the virus kind of working in these sectors within the leaf. And it was pretty interesting. Anyways, long story, but... That is what a pathological um, variegation will look like. Not very common in your indoor houseplants. So you're welcome for this useless information. (laughs) What if someone smokes a lot in their house? I don't know if that could transfer over. I feel like it has to be like direct contact between like the leaves and the tobacco leaves and your indoor plant. Not like the secondhand smoke. Anyways, okay, last one. So this one's kind of just like a a fake variegation is what I like to think of it because it's caused by chemicals 
or it's artificially made. So plant manufacturers, manufacturers, gosh, I'm struggling here, may um, use chemicals to produce a temporary change in color, or they may use paint. So I don't know if any of you guys who are listening have ever used or looked at uh, like a really cheap plant website or like gone on wish.com. They have some just weird things on there. They'll like show a plant, Sam, and it will be like neon purple and pink and blue. And you're just like, that. that's not real. So who are you, who are you to say it's not real? science (laughs) anyways so either they're selling you a plant that is artificially made to look that way or it's painted or it's just a scam I don't know they're not being very true to uh, what the plant could look like or maybe the marketer is colorblind I didn't think of that (laughs) maybe he has no idea that he just made a neon purple plant Maybe it looked Yeah, painted. way to be judgy. No. What's wrong with me? Anyways, one interesting story that relates to this. There was a plant called the Pink Congo. I think it was a mini Monstera plant. No. No, no, no. That's I have no. a I have a story about a Monstera later. The Pink Congo, I have no idea what kind of plant it was. But it got super famous because it had these beautiful just like light pink leaves and it turns out that um, they only lasted 6 to 12 months, but the people selling them failed to mention that, and so people were, like, shelling out $200 for these little plants. Um, And they didn't know that the pink leaves wouldn't last because it was simply a chemical applied to them to, you know, prohibit the chlorophyll, so they just came out pink. Um, So that's another type of variegation that can occur. Not super common, um, but you can artificially create it and it probably won't last too long. But anyways, there's all those different types, but the main one that you're going to see is chimeral, the first one that we talked about. Not pigmentary. Well, you'll see pigmentary, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> it's um, I don't know, it's kind of more just like that's the way the plant looks. It's not like a cool variegated version that we think of. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, variegated plants can be rare are they rare as indoor plants or are they yeah um so the one example I was thinking of with the mini monstera this is where I wanted to bring it up because there is a variegated mini monstera like I said it's called rapid I don't know how to say it you know what Sam can you say that word Repidophora tetrasperma. Something like that. Mini monster. But anyways, it sold last year in 2020 um, for $5,300. Isn't that crazy? That's nothing. What do you mean that's nothing? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that is um, just one example of like how rare they can be and how desirable they are. You know, monster is already in of it like themselves are super popular so to get one that's variegated can be really desirable um and this is just kind of like 
an extra tip if you are looking at plants um, that are variegated at your store. Um, if you're looking at the Latin name and it's italicized as variegata, um, as like the second part of its Latin name, so it, uh, what's a good example? Like a, trying to think of the first part of a, a plant name. Sam, do you got anything? The first part of a plant name? Yeah. Snake. <laughs> no. Oh, that's a good that's a good example. So if it was like Sansevieria, which is a snake plant, if it was like Sansevieria variegata, that variegata indicates that the species was found in the wild with variegation. Um another example would be like aloe variegata. And that's just um that's kind of uh, how do you, Yeah. Like I said, it's found in the wild. I don't know what more I wanted to say to that. Um, but much more commonly, though, is the variegated plant. Variegated plants are cultivars. And so this would be indicated when you look at a tag with a capital variegata in a single quotations. So that, you know, has been bred to be that way. It's like a, a specific thing that um, they saw as desirable and they're selling it that way. Whereas if it's part of its name, that's just the way it is. Usually it's just pigmentary, such as like uh, the uh, prayer plant over there. Ah, uh, yes. That Ah, uh, yes. So yeah. can you create variegation at home? Unfortunately, no. Um, it, I guess it could spontaneously just happen. I feel like sometimes in Pothos, if you buy a Marble Queen, it will like go in and out of being variegated. Um, but no, you can't just make it happen. There's no chemicals. There's no fancy magic words. It's something that occurs very rarely. And when it does, you know, we as humans take advantage of that and produce it massively through cuttings or different things like that. Instead of Avada Kedavra, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes that was great um yeah that was dumb sorry no we love it i love it well that's all the questions that i have that i prepared did you prepare <laughs> questions um anyways any other things you want to add i don't think so i think that was everything on variegation. If you guys still do have questions about it, you can always email us at tinnyplants at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun learning about this, and I'm sorry it was just kind of technical terms. Very science But yeah, I thought it was kind of fun to learn about where it comes from, if you can manipulate it, and all the different types Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.